Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. I was just it's- checking my microphone to see that I was on the right one, and I am. Yay! We Perfect. We're recording at our own... Yeah, we're on the screens. We're not in person for the ben first time in like no a month Ben has no glasses, and it's weird. I did, I did shoot lasers into my eyes, um, just in the backyard. See, but when it worked you said lasers, well. I, th- I was thinking, oh my God, you, you're actually going to be sh- like Superman shooting lasers out of your eyes. But no, it was, no, it was the other direction. way. Yeah, yeah. Superman, Superman did it to you. Exactly, yes. Yeah, Superman was shooting lasers into my eyes. Uh, he's got a thriving business there doing LASIK. Um, mm. It's feeling good so far. So, thanks, uh, Dr. Kent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing this week, Trev? I just, I forgot that we were talking super bad and then when you said thanks to the kid, I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that seems very, oh, shit. <laughs> um, we're we're going to do something we haven't done for a while. Hey, Ben, what three words? Mm. What three words? Uh, and before I tell you what three words, Trevor, yeah, let's yeah, tell let's, our audience that what three words is a website that has split the earth into three metres square. No, one, three. Yeah, three metres squares. Like <laughs> three metres square squares. Yep. Uh, and Which means there's given- probably nine metre cubes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know if they've done it vertically. Uh, but essentially, each uh, each little square has a set of three words and we are just randomly choosing places in the world. Uh, and using those words as props mm. to make game designs. That's what we do on this podcast. In fact, if I got that wrong, it would be nine metres squares, and then, because that's the area, and then it would be 27 metres cubed. Mm. Yeah. True. Yes. Three by three, I should have said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, stratify costumer doormat. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, a... a- a costumer and their doormat. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, like maybe, maybe a superhero co- costumer and Ooh. and like a, a superhero's come to their doorstep to um to like get fitted for. Okay, I do like because when I saw Stratify, I was thinking like, okay, there's like different levels here that it's split up into different things. I like the idea of rising through the ranks of superhero costumers. Yes. That is your. So that is your you, role. You literally start with the lowest of the low, but as you get better and, and as and you so either they are as on you your win like competitions and that sort of stuff for, and you know as you as your heroes save more people, like that's it. It almost becomes a kind of a hero manager where I think you, it's kind of just telling you in the background. Maybe you just get like newspaper reports and police reports and stuff come in from the heroes you have encostumed. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously all based on the stats and the the fabrics and the powers that you have instilled in your own, in the costumes you've given them. So, what I like is not everyone who gets powers are good. Mm, Yeah. So, sometimes, like, depending on which way you want to go, like, you've got to actually read into what your your people are are saying. Mm. And and what- like actually have some interview questions and that sort of stuff and actually get a feel as to what their real intentions are because yeah. if you if you you know um happen to 
you know, put put your name all over this all over this guy with the costume's right. name, and then he, you know, ends up going out and flashing, pe- uh, flashing, you know, people. <laughs> it's like I wonder why he wanted to open down the middle with Velcro. It's like you you now are, are notorious. Yeah, it for, affects for, your reputation. It affects yeah. your reputation because you've now serviced mm-hmm. the um the the flasher. Poor choice of words there. <laughs> Trevor <laughs> I chose my words poorly <laughs> you know I mean so you know what this is right for storylets storylets <laughs> yeah uh, I think that would work again in very well in this sort of thing where it's like it, very similar in a way to our Star Wars one that we did just in that people are coming to you and that that's that essentially can kick off a storylet uh, that, you know, can go in various def- uh, d- uh, directions and is based on your previous actions, your current reputation with different groups. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you just do something for the money, because the money looks good and they're willing to pay you lots of money. Yeah. Maybe look into the reason why they're paying you all this money. Like- or don't and find yourself going down the path of being a costumer for the villains. Like, yeah. that could be a perfectly valid- path in this game and again with the sort of the story let's model because your reputation is going down that way you'd have more opportunities to yeah but, to if, but if you go down you know, the, down down the middle no one may be coming to you and you, you may be scrounging for for the bottom of the barrel like that's and having, it, and you, having to cut your prices just to like yeah or you might not have ways to protect yourself if the police come for you or the villains come for you to say like hey why did you costume you know, why did you do a costume for Dr. Kent? <laughs> <laughs> why does he even need one? He's just an optometrist. He's just a laser eye surgeon. It's to protect him from the lasers. And for why- some reason, he d- he still wears glasses all the time, even though he's a laser eye surgeon. What's that about? What's he hiding? And and then you, you can... Um- well, maybe you can choose for like the right amount of money to actually give up some of these these secrets and that sort of stuff. And yeah, like- again, like that's the the beauty of storylets is you can you know you can put in the different options and just let that affect your reputation in different ways, and hopefully then lead naturally to you know furthering those stories in different ways. Yeah, um, that's really there's, cool. There's something there, like. I'm picturing kind of a casually sort of a casual game where you can sort of pick pick some things, kind of like a, a Sims Sims style yeah, game where you I think where you sort of like able to pick from different fabric types and yes, and I think you essentially want to do do you a go bit cape or no costume cape? designer? You, yeah, you've got those sorts of options. You can choose your do colors. You want spikes? Do you want? You can you know, choose your logos and different things. Um, and they can play into the story on the stuff. outside or the inside. Like, yeah. And it'd be nice then to see, like, I think you could have that then affect the new stories that are written or something or whatever, right? Like, you you make a, a bright pink costume with a blue lightning bolt on the back, then that's going to be referenced in the news stories that that come out or the police reports or, you know, a, a, a pink clad- a shadowy figure was spotted on the roofs stealing cats. Yeah. Uh, And you're like, damn it, damn you, Pink Pussy. I mean, Pink Panther. (laughs) I mean, what was your name? (laughs) Batman, that's right. (laughs) Batman, right, shit. Incongruous costume, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god that it's just like when you said pink i'm like oh my god that's batman like it's the first thing that came to mind is like then you said the lightning bolt i'm like uh <laughs> i was just trying to come up with something that hadn't been done before surprisingly difficult or not surprisingly when it comes to superheroes because there are because there are literally there are thousands in, of them. unlimited of them <laughs> unlimited amounts of of them especially in the marvel universe when you when you add up all the x-men and mutants and humans oh, it's, and it's ridiculous like <laughs> yeah there's no wonder that the a game like marvel snap can have so many unique cards <laughs> <laughs> okay so i suppose i should get three Tell words us what three words trev billfold snowmelt archives hmm okay where my mind goes to is a, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like Ebenezer Scrooge. At Christmas <laughs> is he a time. billionaire? <laughs> Not sure he was quite a billionaire. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, he was as evil as one, so. Yeah. And it's at Christmas time. Well, maybe just after Christmas, sort of like, you know, you're, you're February going into March and the snow's starting to melt. So it's not- well, no, I think I think I think where I was going was climate change has melted the ice enough that this like ancient archive has been uncovered, and this billionaire wants to find out what's inside. Okay. Basically, like they're on a mission. Oh, and you play the billionaire. <laughs> Maybe he's he's a billionaire. Like I don't want to make them style. <laughs> I don't want to make them particularly sympathetic, but I mean. It's not unprecedented. If we go back to Pink Puss, I mean, Batman, <laughs> he also a billionaire who is the protagonist. Yeah. Um, okay. So, he was- let, let's, let's paint him in a, in a slightly better light that he was, he was using all the interest uh, every year from, it, from all his money on basically fighting- fighting for climate change and putting all the money in there. So, he's a yeah, philanthropist sure. sort of sort of character. It's, like exactly. like a Bill it's Gates fic- doing as much as- It's fictional. So, we'll make them a phil- philanthropic billionaire. Um, but the snow melted anyway because- As of, much as possible. Because of the, the giant laser from from the villains of the last game. Basically, they, <laughs> they did get, you know, their sharks with the freaking laser beams attached to their heads. And, you know, it heated up the ocean so much that uh, down in Ant- Antarctica- like mm-hmm. everything melted off in into the um into the ocean, and it turns out the landmass that was remaining was a giant fucking pyramid. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it turns out that the all of the Arctic ice had formed millennia ago around this, con- you know, constructed pyramid that is very obviously made with purpose. Yes. And, thing and is, so, it was, it's only when you see it from far away because it's a very, very gradual ooh, lift okay, to the yeah, middle. Interesting. So it's it's almost imperceptible until you realise mm. that it's the entire confident continent is you know all these. So I think the, the opening middle. scene is you in your personal shuttle in low Earth orbit mm. as one of your lead scientists says. It's just, you know it's just coming into view now, sir. And as you crest over the curve of- you see, like, on the curve of the Earth, you see this immeasurably large 
well, not actually a Michelin, but like this massive circular na- pyramid. Like, I, I, like cir- okay, like a cone, a cone, a cone, yeah, like. But it's perfectly circular at the base and and comes to a point. Yeah, and it's all that's left of the, it, all of Antarctica. <laughs> it's just there's there's this little like when when he's telling you know the story of you know uh they knew that something was quite wrong because all the penguins were on the outside of the island and they couldn't make it inside anymore they they just anytime they sleep they just like roll (laughs) (laughs) yes there's just all these clusters of penguins all around the edge Because your your character's like, what are all the dark like dark dots around the around the side? Oh, it's the penguins there. They can't make it up to the middle anymore. They just slide back down. <laughs> and what's that over there? Oh, that's the old research station. It it got it, it slid yeah. off as well. Yeah, nothing nothing can stay. Uh, it's on, on it's perfectly smooth. Mm-hmm. Like it is like and slick as all fuck. <laughs> it's, it's slick as all fuck, sir. <laughs> The scientists have confirmed it's slick as all fuck. Um, it, they they literally had to had to use this term because they 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 tried you know all different things and it's like lubrication that that one would use when. I don't know that we need to get that literal about it. <laughs> I love the idea that this essentially turns the- slippery is all the lubrication in the world. If you put that all in one place- All fuck. (laughs) Um, This essentially turns Earth into a giant spinning top. Because there's just this pointed cone on the bottom of it. Um, Which I find kind of amusing. (laughs) That's why it's so slippery. <laughs> and that's why we spin the way that's that we the are spins. because we're, we're just waiting for the um for the plane, you know, the flat Earth plane to um to arrive so we can spin. Well, maybe that's what yeah. What it is is that uh, the Earth is in the process of being made flat. It's spinning, and so it spins out and flattens as the centrifugal force like mm. brings everything to the edges. It's just a very slow process. Until finally, it's all just one big, yeah, it's starting to open out at the point. And- it's like spinning out a pizza. It's like spinning out a pizza, piece of pizza though, right? Yeah. It'll take billions of years to actually get to the flatness. But it turns out it's intentional mm. by someone, and you want to find out who. Um, <laughs> we've gone off the rails on some of the uh, the the intention stuff there, but- so is the game then? Is it an is it a Nathan Drakeish kind of uncharted? I think once you get inside, like you manage to find an opening, basically. Yeah, yeah, because you're the first one to actually get to the point because you're coming mm. from above. Because you can drop down from above, and as soon as soon as you get there, there's literally like a manhole cover there. Like it's not a it's not a perfect point. There's mm. like a flat area, um, and there's there's literally. I don't know, I like- <laughs> I was picturing that you drop down and, like, unless you're perfectly on the point, you just start sliding and you have to, like, restart and try the drop again. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you just go all the way to the edge. You just slide okay. for hours. It's got 3D moon, moon lander sort of physics and you've only got X amount of, um, X amount fuel. of fuel. You're coming you down on your jetpack. 
Actually, I kind of like that because I feel like you got to make fun of billionaires in this this ridiculous ways they spend money. So yeah, you insist that you must you're going to lower yourself down with your personal jetpack that you had invented for you. <laughs> these awkward controls. Lucky that one was a clone. <laughs> yeah, over and over. Do you get it right? <laughs> <laughs> and you get it right. It's like, damn it! I wish that one wasn't a clone. And you've got to do it again. And this time, it's actually you. <laughs> okay, follow that path. <laughs> <laughs> it lands on the clone's shoulders, and it's like, yep, thank you. Split and all right. Don't forget to kill that clone. Um. Okay. So, with the point, can he like somehow use use his technology to find out that it literally? microscopically continues going and going and going and going until there's literally just one atom at the at the very yeah well i think maybe i think it. we combine what you said i think there is a manhole but that manhole continues the point right like the manhole contains that point on it yeah. so you can you take that and like your scientists take that and that just sort of becomes part of the law like they study it and literally yes it comes to a perfect point to as far as they can me- even measure. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Like, even this one proton just does a little axis just around and doesn't really move too far. It's, like, perfectly yeah. balanced. So, it's actually- That's actually the point. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, fucking- There's somehow they've harnessed, like, a neutrino or whatever the smallest particle is that we can even- Perceive you know, of. Measure. And that's at the, that's at the top. Okay, and then what do you find in there? Is it like, um, you know, like a, a circus or so caveman? For, for, for some reason, I'm thinking that this archive that you get into and, and you manage to, like, the first thing you get into is like a control room because, you know, why not? And mm. it's sort of almost, you get in there and there's a video that comes up on the screen and the person mm. who's talking is the philanthropic billionaire talking to himself going mm-hmm. ah, i see you've i see you've arrived much earlier than i expected you know okay, and- it's like a time travel uh, sort of yeah, thing I'm, or- I'm thinking that it's, it's either that or it's you know one of those things where the aliens have just taken the only thing that they've met on this planet so far and it happens to be this person and they weren't expecting you know these aliens weren't expecting you know, anyone right. like the actually- aliens were monitoring all of human communication, and because this billionaire bought the biggest social media platform and boosted all of his own posts, uh, that's the first thing they saw. It was inevitable. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or I kind of like the idea that at the end, you get to the end of it, and you find out the whole thing was a simulation that he created to stroke his own ego about being the the most. Uh, the 13th floor, important yeah. person. <laughs> Yeah, I think we are the podcast who references the 13th floor the most out of all podcasts. Um, oh, God. So good. That was, a, that, was different, that was a different intention, though. This one is specifically to make himself the most important person on the planet. Yeah, which is so- It's just know, sad. In, in reality, he's not philanthropic. He's, you know, no. an evil bastard. Yeah. He's cool. a mus- He's a muskrat. Hey, Benjamin. Hmm. What three words? Correlational smelting 
Cyberspace. <sighs> okay. Mm. I do like cyberspace. So, yeah, cyberspace is interesting. Smelting is that within the cyberspace realm? I think, it, I think it- that's within, within cyberspace because I can imagine, like, combining... Like I mean, what what's what's abundant within cyberspace, but ads, and being able to smelt okay, them together to make new products. The ads. the ads are a resource within in cyberspace. I like that. You've got yeah okay, they because beca- they become sort of a physical presence, and then people have figured out how to like detach them and melt them down. Yeah, for clicks, because <laughs> that's the currency, right? Well, it, it's it. <laughs> I think what it actually is is when when you think about this whole sort of um, this whole world, how it works for us is you know ads are are the big you know money makers for all these all these groups, yeah. but in this world, this is how they actually find out whether new technology is going to work and or how they get new products because they combine products that are already out there and try to make new products out of that and see what see oh, that's what the, the smelting process yeah see what the ai actually comes up with if you if you combine chocolate and peanut butter it doesn't make reese's peanut butter cups it makes you know chocolate uh, like chocolate flavored little peanut chocolate butter nuts that you actually that grow on growing <laughs> they're gonna grow on trees in shells uh <laughs> It's peanut yeah, butter okay. with, like, actual bits of chocolate chips that you actually spread on, on like, sandwiches and shit. <laughs> so, this feels this feels like a bit of an even further along cyberspace. Less of the people, like, duck in and out of cyberspace by putting on helmets or whatever. And more post-singularity. People live in cyberspace now. People mm. just essentially are data in- a in cyberspace yep. and yes there is a there's sort of an overarching intelligence that has decided this is the best for humanity and provides for humanity's needs in certain ways but as ais i want to do is a little bit of eccentric and doesn't doesn't really <laughs> understand these human minds that it is it has combined with a <laughs> with all information it accidentally combined like two two people one day and they're they literally you know all their thoughts merged into into yeah into, into one, one being into one being and they which one no longer ceased to be that's the that's the well, question neither. that that's that's the philosophical philosophical part of it is if you you could only do that in a cyberspace thing, and what is the is the resulting being the sum of its parts, or something completely different? Those are the sorts of things you can explore. <laughs> do you really want to explore and delete people? <laughs> also, you can give yourself as many dicks as you want, <laughs> but you don't get any feeling because we didn't program that in, and we kind of forgot. <laughs> well, no, there's just it's just a bandwidth issue. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's only so much compute power dedicated to each person and, you know, a large part of that, you know, based on the, the, the process that originally brought everyone into cyberspace was driven by humans. And so a large part of the processing power is dedicated to the sensation on the genitals. And only uh, the genitals. Well, just, I think you can still, you know, it's just, that's the focus. 
you it's, can fo- make it's focused a lot more than than would be in in real life. So it's rather mm. uncomfortable to walk around because it's like you got it's got it's like you got little needles just poking. <laughs> yeah, the I whole love time. The idea. Well, this and these are the sorts of fun things I think that you that you explore. Right, <laughs> the computer misunderstood. The computer looked around at the human race and looked at all of our media and our advertisements and said. They want to touch each other's genitals and feel good about it. That is their number one priority. Let's make their genitals just very sensitive to touch and feeling good. So people can't walk around without just com- like coming. <laughs> but it rubs raw because, you know, um, it's very. The convenient. AI didn't know that much about how soft works. So. I mean, yeah, cotton looks like it's got little thorns on the plant. So, cotton underpants, it's just little thorns just attacking your yeah, junk all the time. Yeah, it just tried to recreate it, you know, based on its observations. But yeah. as we've seen from AI, like, everyone, ha- everyone's hands are kind of melded together <laughs> and have just varying numbers of fingers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dave over there's got 12. You've got two. Yeah, but they're very long. Yes. Uh, kind of sausage-like. <laughs> I think the I think the computer got a bit confused. They're very sensitive. <laughs> that one's got a rather bulbous tip, <laughs> and it's purple. Uh, okay, uh, what, what three, three words? words? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes we throw away <laughs> the best premises I on know. dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how we can go here with spit legend batteries. <laughs> spit legend's good. <laughs> why? Why am I getting the, like you know the Monkey Island two like you know where the loogie hocking and all this sort of stuff? I mean, yeah, my mind definitely but, went there, but it, it but it's more about like. Like this guy's a legend in in the in the world of spitting, but well, it, it also it's past. Like sp- that's in the past. Spit legend gives me very vibes along the lines of Guitar Hero, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's where batteries come in. Like, what's the peripheral you need to play Spit Legend? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cup on your face. <laughs> it's just a modified flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh god just don't just don't tilt your head back because all the back all the <laughs> yeah, well. uh yeah you know it, it it measures the viscosity the the velocity the directionality yep um the <laughs> you know <laughs> the chemical composition like mm-hmm. it knows mm-hmm. if you, it knows if you juice them yeah, uh, which is which is slang for like orange, like drinking oh, lots orange of juice, orange, it, orange juice. It like binds the spit yeah. and yeah. you can spit further. Yeah, no. not talking about not talking about steroids. Like, no, that, no, how would that help you spit? No, it's all about that orange juice. Uh, so in this world where spitting is a you know either a a, a respected sport or a an inter- form of entertainment or or something. Mm-hmm. How do you rise through the ranks? Like, what does that look like? In game, it's all and- about being able to read, like the wind. 
Okay, so it's like target. Are you hitting, trying to hit a target, basically? Trying to hit targets. Or go distance. Go the distance, maybe. I guess either. It's primarily distance and then accuracy. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, um, what what was that winter event that, you know, you you kind of did your- did like your your, your cross country skiing and then had to mm-hmm. had to do all the target shooting, shooting yeah. and then you know so it was like an endurance sort of thing. This like a is triathlon or something. Yeah, I can't remember what it was actually called in like it's a Winter Olympics sport. Wait, I believe. In, are you just remembering it from like the Winter Olympics game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the actual Winter Olympics, <laughs> just the game we played as thirteen. Yeah, by FX or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was Winter Games. <laughs> I remember it too. <laughs> You had the like the luge and the not in yeah never snowball fight as well or something in that game or was no that was a different game that I think that was like ski or die as part of oh, that oh yeah that's what I was thinking God the the games of our youth were so much better than what we get today I mean ugh. I mean yes and no <laughs> uh. You know, you can take your hi-fi rush. Just g- give me, you know, whatever the fuck that Spit game was. Spit or die. From- <laughs> what? Spit or die. Spit or die. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that same dude that, you know, the, the crazy <laughs> the, shop like, owner. guy at the shop, yeah, selling all your spit accessories. <laughs> it is literally just a, and- a full-on 3D remake of it, like. Just with all these spit events. Oh god, that's disgusting! All right, let's we see can't one we more. can't finish that. We no, can't finish no, no. there. I'll give you one more. Archery marine dysfunctional. Ooh, archery marine. So either you're trying to use a bow and arrow underwater, or yeah. you are a marine in nah. the armed forces. No, I, I actually like the idea of trying to take your your archery skill to. To a new to, level. Uh, to, um, to, okay, so you've got, like... Are, are you just literally trying to fire arrows with a regular bow and arrow <laughs> through the water? Because I don't think that would work, would work very well. I don't know. Would it? I think that would... I think you'd have to give it a lot of force for it to go very far. I guess harpoons <sighs> kind of work. Yeah. And I guess if they spears were... Spears work underwater and... I just don't. I don't think they go very. Yeah, but again, I think the range is probably fairly limited because the water resistance is is pretty hard to break through compared to air resistance Mm. from a from unless it's got its own propulsion. Yeah, but they could have their own propulsion. Like, (sighs) what if they had their own propulsion? Little jet jet propelled arrows or gas propelled. Like you got a little gas cylinder that you open and. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you just got a balloon at the back and <laughs> you have to blow it up. <laughs> but the problem is, it starts rising to the rising up. It just starts floating up. You have to you have to take that into account that there's going to be essentially just a big air bubble on the back. You have to aim up, and it's going to slowly curve and come back down <laughs> based on how much. Air is left in that balloon. Also, I love the idea that, like, to blow it, you're blowing it up underwater, so you're having to, like, <laughs> you breathe little- in through your tank and then 
somehow take take your mouth thing off, put the balloon on, and then blow that air into the balloon. And that's how it starts off. But then later on, you get like a little nozzle that you can just sort of like put put the balloon on. And go. Yeah, they realize, oh, that's dumb. We we could just fill the balloon directly. <laughs> Tie it up. <laughs> Put it on the back and... Is this just like a wacky Subnautica? Is this like the um, uh, Breath Edge version of Subnautica? Like, do you know that one that was the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it the other day. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Sort of odd, comedic uh, survival game in space. Yeah. That was good fun. Mm. Um, I kind of wish that they'd you know, not have gone as wacky as they did, but, um, it's only mostly in like the cutscenes and like the flavor text and stuff. When you're actually playing the game, there's less, like you're mostly just looking for items and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I could see that as an underwater thing in a, in a similar sort of way. Um, but you've got things like balloons and stuff to like rise up quickly or, you know, you can create little buoys to, you know, be able to find your path back and forth between different sunken wrecks and yeah. So I like the idea of creatures. it actually being on Earth though, instead of it being on a different planet. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've only got like, um, you know, if you cut yourself accidentally, you got to watch out for for real things like sharks and yeah. like and the like. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a couple of islands that you can that you can search. Mm. But I do like the idea of them them not being the main things that you that you're looking. No, at. I think it's mostly underwater, and I think it's almost like maybe you're going down the you know Marianas Trench or something. Like you're going deeper. It's all about going deeper and building <clears throat> or finding. Because um, Breath Edge didn't really have building like Subnautica did <clears throat> as much. Yeah. Um, but you'd find wrecks, and and so maybe you're as you go deeper, you're you're you know. Having to get enough resources to get just to get to the next one, the next deepest wreck, and then you find more stuff and you can do more crafting or whatever. And when you get down there is when you find out that, oh, yeah, there's there, there is some sort of civilization stuff that you're, mm. you're almost finding that is kind of similar to what you've what you've always pictured Atlantis could have could have actually been because it turns out that they, yeah. Yeah. A, little, a few differences. Yeah. You know. Um, Not as Greek as everyone thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, less columns. Uh, <laughs> less less circ- circular. You know, it's- Yeah. No no bubble, no like bubble, uh, glass bubbles with, with buildings under them or anything like that. Uh, they mostly just live in the rocks on the side of the trench. Yeah. Caves. Um, there's no like Stargate sort of thing with puddle jumpers and stuff like that. No, no ancient technology like that. In fact, they're they they they're don't, they just don't normal, have Z- like they don't have ZPMs like the zero point modules. Um, no, no. Um, it, in fact, they're remarkably similar to. They're slightly. They're a bit more primitive. Um, they've only got the iPhone nine. Yeah, yeah. So like you don't want to stay there too long. Yeah. yeah. Because there was no actual iPhone 9, so it was just crazy that they had it. Like, that's where it actually went. Well, that's it. And, and like, they're so far behind that, like, their Netflix is still sending out DVDs. It's it's a bit of a hellscape. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
that's it. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. Uh, if you'd like to find all of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm and give them a listen. Chuck us a review. Tell us what you thought. Yes, and if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance. It's off the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. You can find it at kuradust.bandcamp.com. Go check it out. It's free. That's right. So thanks again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Dr. Kent. Hello, I'd like to get some LASIK eye surgery. Done. (laughs) 